Hello, and welcome to QuestCon News Radio, a podcast dedicated to keep you up to date and informed of everything we're planning for QuestCon, a multi-genre convention heavily influenced by gaming and cosplay occurring in Mobile, Alabama, October 20th to the 22nd of 2017. Tickets are available for purchase now at quest-con.com. Now, as they say, on with the show. Nah. Nah, nah, never, never. By the way, we're live, just to let you know. You know, because I always try to catch people doing this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of QuestCon News, the Wrecking Yard edition. I was trying to go all, like, steampunk and written a post-apocalyptic on the, on the video, but uh, I, I, I'm not very good at that kind of stuff. But luckily, luckily we have an expert here who is. So let me introduce you to our panel this evening. We have Mr. Cedric Whitaker, the Sky Captain himself. Hey guys, and we have our ever love, ever lovely Lauren Mills, the leader <laughs> of the adventuring team. Yay! All right. Yay. So this, like I said, is our wrecking yard, yet wrecking yard episode. So let's go ahead and dig into the bones of it and find out a little bit about you, Cedric. What is your background? What is my background? Um, uh, currently in New Orleans, Louisiana. We've been here about six years. Uh, started Airship Isabella about, I think, seven, seven and a half years ago. Before that, I was a firefighter paramedic. I uh, spent time in the Army. Uh, just happened to be in the right place at the right time to start building props and that sort of stuff in the steampunk community. And got picked up kind of over time doing props and costumes for the TV and movie industry. And so now that's what our our big crux of our, our working life is, is is building for for movies and TV show, as well as doing commissions for people all over the world. Really? So you, so you really got into the steampunk, into the into the uh, 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 building end of it? Yeah, and one of the things we we joked about a lot is when we when I got into steampunk, and the, anybody who knows me will tell you when I said back then was I love steampunk, but it's not dirty enough. It, it needed to be dirtier. And the thing was, I've been a post-apocalyptic junkie, junkie since I was a little kid. I grew up on Mad Max and Road Warrior and those movies. And, you know, Vernon Wells was a was a huge inspiration in my first sets of armor. If you go back and look at the old pictures, you can definitely tell what inspired me when I did my, my steampunk armor. But there really wasn't a big push in the post-apocalyptic world. We had Wasteland, but it was all the way out there on the West Coast. So, and... I just really got into the steampunk side of especially being able to take steampunk and make it dirty. Um, then thanks to a really good friend of ours named Amber out of Phoenix, she pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed until I went to Wasteland Weekend and I had truly gone shiny and chrome and died and gone to Valhalla. Um, it was, it was a life changing experience. Really? So, so it just really, really got into your bones there. Really, it has come become a part of you. Yeah, it was. It was actually getting to be somewhere and seeing what what I saw in the Mad Max universe come to life. Keeping in mind, yes, yay, really, I know that I get to go back to my air conditioning and my vape, and you know my my Game of Thrones and all of that. But it's kind of really cool to go into a completely theme immersive 
something in the room with you? I also do paranormal investigations. <laughs> well, no, my, my house is haunted, but no, I think I thought I heard a truck and I'm trying to figure out where it's coming from. As long as you don't hear a train, you're all right. Uh, <laughs> then you just, you know, hey, this is a post-apocalyptic version, so duck and cover. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, but yeah, it's really cool to get to go into a completely immersive event. And a lot of people look for that, that they want to leave the day-to-day, -day, pardon my French, craft that goes on in the world and go be in some other place for a little bit. Knowing fair good and well they're going to go back to their jobs, they're going to go back to their, their Game of Thrones and their air conditioning. But for this four or five days, you get to be in the apocalypse. You get to be somebody else. You get to, to be in that cool world around cool cars and, you know, screaming maniacs and all that kind of thing and climb, climb on top of Thunderdome, um, watch people fight in Thunderdome and beat the snot out of each other with ball for weapons. Um, it's like I said, it's like dying and going to Valhalla. It's, it's amazing. All right. Now, what are the, so we kind of touched on it a little bit. So I'm going to go ahead and throw it right out there. In your own words, what is the wrecking yard? What the wrecking yard is in the story and the verse we're bringing. Uh, QuestCon made the mistake of allowing of allowing me. Uh, they, they, they shot a flare into the night looking for wastelanders out there roaming the waste of the radioactive no-zone. And some of us answered back. So what we want to do is we want to bring some of that wasteland, uh, Atomic Falls kind of events, barter town, to the people of Mobile and Florida and Alabama and those areas that are coming out to QuestCon to give them a, a little taste of what the apocalypse could be like. So we'll be taking the park that's right there next to the convention center and kind of borrowing it from the city for a couple of days and turning it into a nuclear wasteland. Uh, with, with actual nuclear weapons? I'm never going to tell. <laughs> it's fire that way. You right. know, we'll, have, we'll, have, we'll have vendors out there and the whole idea is once they walk through the gates, you're in you're in our world, and you're in a completely immersive kind of, of event, which we would love to put it out there to anybody at QuestCon who's listening. I mean, if you're going to cosplay, cosplay some post-apocalyptic stuff and dress appropriately and come hang out. There will be stuff going on for Dystopian Rising there while we're at the convention, um, but put on your your grungiest, best post-apocalyptic gear and come hang out with some of the Wastelanders from across the country. For those that might not know, what is Dystopian Rising? Dystopian Rising is a live-action role-playing game. Um, I'm not really versed on how long it's been around. I know it hasn't been around a real long time, but it is set in a post-apocalyptic world, and they do events all over the country where they go out and they LARP, in this post-apocalyptic world. So we plan on doing, since a lot of people don't know what Dystopian Rising is, or DR as it's, as it's called, um, we're gonna try and be doing some panels on DR, so people who are interested in DR. We're gonna be trying to get some of the DR clubs in Florida and uh, Alabama to come down so that they can meet the people who are in y'all's area. And we're also gonna be bringing in some of the bigger DR players, some really good friends of mine, Eric, or uh, uh, Tobias and Erica from uh, out on the West Coast, 
who play DR religiously. It's Eric, or sorry, Erica is one of the Steam Girls, and Tobias McCurry was one of the guys on Steampunked. He was only there for one episode, but we say he dodged the bullet and got off early. So, <laughs> which one was Steampunked again? It was that Steampunk show that we don't really talk about that much. Okay, all right. I think I know which one you're talking about. I know what no, the, everybody, everybody, everybody on there. It's a good show. Um, I haven't personally watched it. Um, everybody on there are friends of friends of mine, uh, but it's just I like to keep my steampunk away from my TV time. In fact, you know, I'm, it's it's more important to be watching Game of Thrones for me personally. So, and, and there is a lot of truth in that. Just to let everybody know who wasn't around for the pre-show of this, it, 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 uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, was heavily involved. Just so <laughs> I've just I was, so everybody knows. I just spent the past forty-eight hours binge watching two seasons to get caught up because one of my my uh, crew members, Suzo, was basically browbeating me into the ground and calling me all kinds of dirty names because the new episodes come out in two days, and she wasn't going to let me watch them if I wasn't caught up. So. <laughs> and I'm glad she did. I'm glad she did. Plus, it's a, it's a it's a gorgeous TV show. Having you know, working in TV and movies, it's a gorgeous as, as a costumer. It's it's crack for costumers. Um, <laughs> it's there. The people who do their props and costuming are amazing. So it's really cool reference material. See what other other prop builders and other costumers are doing. All right. So, what are going to be some of the features that the breaking art is going to have? One of the things we're going to be setting up is you're going to, like I said, you'll have you'll have multiple vendors in the wrecking yard um, with a lot of post-apocalyptic gear, but there'll be some other stuff thrown in there too, depending on the vendor. Um, we're allowing normal vendors to come in; they just have to be their their site where their setup has to be themed. Um, we'll be setting up a very very low-powered radio station there, and we'll be basically doing three dog kind of radio broadcasts. Uh, the entire time that that the that the gates are open, one of the things we're trying to do is when we've gotten um, uh, a couple of our friends from this week in geek who are going to come out and do some radio broadcasts with us in a post-apocalyptic kind of theme again with the three dog. And then what we're asking is wastelanders from all across the country to either send in audio tapes or actually call us at a certain point to put them on the air so we can hear what the what the what the wildland is like out on the east coast or the west coast, and what the rad you know rad range is like, what the death claws are doing, what the rad roaches are doing, um, and how stuff is out there out there in the way, so people can get an idea of what's going going on on outside the little tribal areas. About setting about setting talking about setting up a boffer fighting pit. Bring your boffer weapons, go in there, and beat the snot out of your friends. So we're still working on the, the, the particulars of that one, and I got to sit down with the, the powers that be at the convention and the pretty lady sitting in front of me and see if they'll let me do it. So send her email, send her email saying you want you want the ball for kill pit. Only <laughs> only if I can sit on a throne and judge them, and then watch them die. I can do that. Okay. I've got a I've got a throne. I've got a throne. Uh, but yeah, that's some of the stuff that's going to be going on. Like I said, hopefully we'll be getting a chance for them to run some dystopian rising scenarios around inside there. And the rest of the time it's going to be hanging out and being in that environment. 
Um, we've talked about coming up with some specific games to be played in there, like head bowling and, uh, you know, some of that kind of stuff. But some of those are going to be secrets for people who are going to have to come in and, and see what the wastelanders do to keep from getting bored during the day. Are you going to have like an epic uh, water fountain coming out of the side of a mountain or something? We will, what we are planning on doing is we're going to be having a, a four-story uh, scaffold set up gate that you have to walk through with flamethrowers at the top of it and guards that you have to walk through to get, get into, into the wrecking yard. Um, I'm not going to tell you who's going to be standing up there and how, how heavily weaponed they'll be, but there will be guards. So, And the other thing with the wrecking yard is if people have gear they want to come out, we're going to be trying to do some not so much panels, but hands-on kind of stuff during the wrecking yard. So if they have post-apocalyptic gear and they're just not quite dirty enough, we can show them how to weather their gear and make their gear more dirty. Oh, now that's going to be brilliant. That really is. Yeah. Getting, getting uh, you know, people, I mean, that'd be fun just to watch. Yeah, and, it, and with, with Tobias there, Tobias and Erica both have backgrounds in doing uh, industrial, yeah. industry weathering. Of course, all of my guys, we do it on set and do movie weathering and stuff like that, not only with our gear, but professionally. So we want to bring that to some of the some of the Congoers. So not not even just the post-apocalyptic side, but even the the cosplayers, because a lot of the cosplay stuff, it's like, yeah, that's really cool, but it looks like you just walked out of the screen with you don't look dirty. You don't look like you just got in a fight. Yeah. So this is this is how you dirty up your gear without tearing your gear up permanently and, and making it look good. Yeah, weather, weathering's definitely always a good a good skill to have to definitely make something look a lot more authentic. Yeah. So we want to bring some of those skill sets. We're going to bring some of our tools and some of that store stuff out there so people can see and and see some of the just the everyday stuff that you can use to weather your gear and make it look really, you know, really... I'm trying not to cuss, so really, uh, really epic. <laughs> <laughs> that can be a challenge sometimes. It, it is because I, you know, I'm gonna have to dive into my Battlestar Galactica and just start saying fracking all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, Adam, I'm not, I, I think not necessarily flamethrowers are shooting out, but definitely flames that are gonna be shooting up, right? Yeah, that's if we even get to fire them. If not, they will be on the on the towers. They might not even be gassed. Uh, that's up to the fire marshal. Um, I demand flamethrowers. I demand but, them. But the, but they will be up there for people to see. So. I think we all need to do a round of puppy dog eyes. Fire Marshal, please approve the flame towers. Um, and like I said, if they don't, we'll have them up there. We just won't have them gassed. Uh, being a former firefighter, I understand the the flipping out that happens when a bunch of weirdos bring flame effects. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> but it's all in theme. That's what I keep trying to say, but nobody listens to me, so... Now, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not, um, but I keep hearing that we're going to have a carcass of something really big. Which carcass? Hmm. hmm. <laughs> well, let's see. Find out which carcass, because we got like a bunch of carcasses we've been talking about. Okay. All right, I just all of them. Yes, we're gonna bring all of them. We're gonna bring all the car. Uh, oh, I smell lovely, beautiful, beautiful, lovely. <laughs> what a lovely smell you've discovered. Yes. <laughs> all right. One of the one of the ideas we've talked about, just so your your 
people watching us know how nutso we actually are. Um, if you haven't got a chance to watch the movie Doomsday, um, watch it. It's a it's an epic movie, older one, the older movies. But there's a scene where the cannibals capture the team, and there's this whole scene. And I might even do some of the cosplay for for QuestCon. What we want to do is we want to make a human style cage that we actually stuff. And all the all the vegetarians out there, I apologize. Um, we actually stiff stuff full of like sausage and steak and hamburger meat, so it looks like a human's being put down over a burn pit. Uh, and then you can actually come and cut pieces off of it to eat, so you can do the whole cannibal thing, and you're eating sausage. So, should I point out this is going to be in Mobile, Alabama? I know it's not <laughs> going to be like the middle of July or August, but it's also not going to be the middle of December. Just going to throw that out there. It's not that big of a fire pit. We can do it with a barbecue. Okay. Well, no, I was more concerned. Barbecue? I was more concerned. Oh, no. I take that back. I shouldn't be too concerned because odds are that food's going to fly out of there like no, nobody's business. You've never seen my crew eat. <laughs> point taken. Point taken. So how big a crew are you going to be bringing in? All right. We have the entire uh, Airship Isabella crew. The other crew that we have now is called Crew to Carnage. It's our post-apocalyptic crew, and that is open to anybody. You don't have to be an ASI member. Lauren's a member of Crew to Carnage. Um, we have a Facebook page you can look up, Crew to Carnage, and keep an eye on where we're going and what we're doing and that sort of thing. But we wanted to open it up for people who weren't just Airship Isabella crew. So it was everybody could come together and play and have a good time and go to these events like Wasteland Weekend out in California, Atomic Falls, bless you. Uh, QuestCon and that sort of stuff and have a tribe to come together with and hang out with and then that sort of thing. So you're probably looking, since we're making it a full tribe event, I will probably be showing up with somewhere between 10 to 20 actual crew members that are part of the tribe, if not more, because some have to travel from Texas and that sort of thing, but you're definitely going to get a lot of us. Just so I have enough to put on the gates and I will probably requisition people that come in and fully dressed out in garb and bless them as crew to carnage members for the weekend. You have been blessed by the holy I don't know what your prefer what your preferred term is, but He's the holiest of captains. Yes. The holiest of holies. <laughs> yes. Now I'll I'll be honest and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna probably be taking like you have like one of the chains taken off my geek links or something, but what is an airship Isabella. I don't know what I keep seeing it everywhere. I know that's why I said I'm probably gonna have one of my tokens taken off. Maybe a corner of my geek card removed. I don't know. Hashtag new button install. Um, <laughs> Hashtag fired. Hashtag fired. What airship Isabella is? Airship Isabella is we are a, a like I said a steampunk production company. We started out in the business world building props and costumes, going to conventions all over the country, talking about steampunk and the philosophy behind the sub-community um, and that sort of thing. And we've been doing conventions from the West Coast to the East Coast. And it just, it, like I said, it kind of more from the storyline of being a time-traveling airship crew, which is what our story was based upon, where you've got a captain and his crew and all these adventures. We have some books that were written about us. Um, we have our own theme song that was done by Marquis of Vaudeville out of Dallas. Um, 
in the real world and morphed into a company. And so that kind of morphed itself into working for the TV and movie industry. But we started out as a bunch of nerd kids who enjoyed the steampunk world. And where ASI really got its start is my wife, Amelia, and I are both burners. And we did Burning Man. We did Flipside in Texas. And we needed a theme camp. So I was like, well, let's do a steampunk theme camp. She said, okay. And I said, well, if we're going to do a steampunk theme camp, let's build an airship. And eight months later, eight months later, we had a 50-foot-long two-story airship with the captain's quarters in the back, and I DJed off the second floor. Um, it took us eight and a half months to build it, two nights to tear it down, transport it out to Flipside, put it back up, throw the largest themed party in Flipside history, and it will never ever be done again because I'm not doing that again. That was nuts. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, 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 when I say I have a good idea, my crew will start throwing teacups and coffee cups and stuff at me because it's, it's, I'm not allowed. So, out of here, it didn't, it didn't look that big when it was made out of popsicle sticks on a <laughs> table. <laughs> but who knew this equal 20 feet? <laughs> the technicality. So, what was bad is I actually had the, um, inspector for for buildings for the city we were living in come up drive up one day and ask what the heck we were building if we got our permits to build a new building we're like no it's an art structure we're going we're tearing it down in like two weeks and taking it out to the desert to go burn he's like oh okay <laughs> so <laughs> at least he at least he didn't say you're building an ark huh? that's what it looked like it really honestly well, that's, what I was, that's what i was thinking in my head it was like a raver kid arc, you know, two at a time in your in your Skittle Kids clothes. Come on, we'll do some unsuits for you. All right. So now, now you have me asking: When you went back to your crew and said, "Hey, we're gonna put this thing together called the Wrecking Yard," did they throw <laughs> their cups at you? Yeah, there was there there was some there was some cup throwing going on here in the shop. Uh, but I was like, no, 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 wait, we don't have to build a whole lot for it, just. A little lot. I'm not building a 50-foot ship. Um, no, they actually got really excited when we started talking about the wrecking yard. Um, my guys, uh, when we did uh, Wasteland Weekend, it was myself and Suzo went all the way out to to the, the trip to Valhalla and back. Um, but the guys really got a taste for it, and they know how big of a junkie I am for the apocalyptic world. And you can ask them, when I came back, I was like a four-year-old at Christmas who had just met Santa Claus. I was running all over the place and showing pictures and running around like a captain on crack. And um, so they got really excited. And when I had talked with, with these guys, with Lauren and Chad and all them, and we said we wanted to do an immersive experience, they got all excited behind it. And I said, well, hey, I got this idea. What if we take an area and make it look like the apocalypse had happened and we're making a calling of the tribes and the tribes are coming together? So they were stupid enough, I mean, smart enough to say <laughs> yes. And so you will have a calling of the tribes. And my guys are, are uber excited about it. Um, actually, we've already started building stuff. And if you ever want to see a trashed out shop, start doing post-apocalyptic builds. Uh, nothing trashes your shop like the post-apocalypse. Um, yeah, the guys are uber excited. We can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I think the, the general con goers and that and even the infrastructure is going to lose their mind when they get to see a little piece of the apocalypse because in story and online we're putting it out as we're calling the tribes 
that that mobile has has been you know the radiation levels have dropped enough on the coast that we're able to start calling the tribes of the south and the southwest and we want to bring those tribes together for them to come and meet and trade in this wrecking yard and share their information before they disappear back out into the wilds to, to, to their parts of the wasteland. This is going to be absolutely amazing. I hope so. Now, please don't suck, please don't suck, please don't suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to, it's not going to, it's not going to. Now, there, there is a question in the, in the chat, and I just want to make sure everybody understood. All this stuff that we've been talking about, all this stuff that, that, that Cedric is building and, and his crew is building, everything like that, all of this is open and free to the public. Yeah. It does not require a QuestCon ticket. Now, we'd like you to buy a QuestCon ticket, definitely. But if you just want to come in and, and, and see what they're building, it's open to the public. And what one of the things that just popped lightning has struck me brain. Oh. Um, it tickles. Um, what we might try and do is if we get people coming in through Thursday and Friday... And early on Saturday, if they're walking through, they get inspired. If they go back and build stuff, what we might do is either Saturday night or sometime on Sunday, we'll do another gathering and just have everybody in their gear show up in one big place and I'll figure something out to do. But so we can get the general public to get excited and go, wait, I can go get my gear on and come back. Yeah, go get your gear on and come, come, come back, come, come back. Um, we're also going to try one of the things we forgot to tell you guys that we're going that we're going to be doing is we're trying to get a post-apocalyptic car show set up going at the same time just outside the wrecking yard in the parking lot. So you'll have everything from post-apocalyptic bikes all the way up to full-blown war rigs that we're hoping to try and get out there. And apparently what's big here in the South that I did not realize until we went to um, this last event we went to is that apparently it's a big deal in the South and especially at Atomic Falls to soup up lawnmowers, riding lawnmowers. This thing. This doesn't surprise me, but it it shouldn't have surprised me. But I got on site, and the first couple of Mad Maxed out lawnmowers went rolling by, and it was just like, "That is the coolest thing ever." That's really cool because what they do is they 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 drop the deck, they drop the blade, they soup these things up, and then they drag race them. And some of them are racing for pinks. I mean, they get serious about their... Of course, it is Arkansas, but we're, we're you know... But, so if I can get some post-apocalyptic, you know, lawnmowers out there at QuestCon with the cars, like I'll have my post-apocalyptic bike out there. Um, we actually want to have a car show and maybe even have a car competition and, you know, get some of the post-apocalyptic guys and get Lauren decked out in post-apocalyptic gear to do a judging. Yes! Uh, Oh, that'd be really cool. So for all your viewers out there, go ask if you can borrow the family van and turn it into a war rig. I've got a Kia Soul. That works. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I've been thinking about it. Like, I kind of really wanted to do do up like a like a uh, an act like an Ecto mobile Ecto one, but you know, the war the war rig kind of sounds a little more interesting now. Um, our the van that we have that we transport a lot of our stuff in. I'm hoping I'll have her done by the time we do QuestCon, but she's called a war pig. Uh, she's getting a metal snout put on the front of it on the grill with these big metal tusks and a curly cue, and it's all painted dark gunmetal color. 
And when you hit the horn, it plays uh, Ozzy Osbourne's War Pigs. And then behind it is our ambulance, because we have an ambulance, too, that we're trying to get post apocked out as a, as a rolling war rig that will be able to roll up somewhere. And we'll, I'll save all the other the secrets for when you guys get to see that eventually show up somewhere. So, yeah, I remember that whole, that, that, that whole go big or go home thing. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> honestly, I think that's almost the motto for QuestCon now. I'm just saying. I'm trying to convince Amelia to really honestly let me get a war rig. Like, I want an 18-wheeler. Every time I ask her, she tells me no. So I figure if I got if I can find a place to put it, she might let me have it. But so. think about, like, all the stuff you could put in the back of it. Yeah. You wouldn't have to, like, rent things. All, all I need is a tanker. I got the guys who can weld. I got drivers. And I've got an entire crew of war boys and war girls who are willing to get on it and yell with thunder sticks. So I mean, we could do this. I just, I just have this image of wanting to do like a, uh, like a, a parade around Mobile of of war rigs. <laughs> if we could get enough vehicles and the powers that be, which would be you, Lauren, um, <laughs> can figure out how we could do that and get away with it and not go to jail. Um, I'm too pretty for jail. Uh, <laughs> That would be epically cool. One of the things we do for Wasteland Weekend is they have what's called the 44 Club. They come from up the north of the country. We come out of New Orleans. We pick up people from Florida and Alabama and that. Come in, they hit with us in New Orleans. We get on 10 and head west. So by the time we get to that event, you have an entire war party of screaming weirdos hanging out their car yelling, you know, shiny and chrome and witness me. And the cops <laughs> just love us, let me tell you. Um, but we, most of the time we try getting the officers to jump on the line with us and, and roll as a war party. Most of them are pretty cool about it. It's like, it's like a steampunk, a post-apocalyptic rally. Yeah, like, exactly. What's not, what? what's not the love? Nobody's breaking the law. We're doing the speed limit, so... And, and, and being awesome while doing it. But no, I would love, and this is, and if if everything works out, and and Chad and and Lord and all the guys love me, and I don't completely drop this on my face, um, hopefully this will be a reoccurring event at QuestCon where each year we build it bigger and better, and we get more vehicles. One of the things we've talked about doing is doing custom patches that each year. Again, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. It came from Wasteland, um, where you buy your, your, you get your main patch, and then each year you do it, you get a rocker with your date that you were there. So a couple of years down the line, somebody comes walking up with their jacket at the at a convention, you know, like on my vest, it's got my Wasteland patch and it's got my my rockers underneath it to show my dates. I would love to do that for QuestCon because I'm if you ask anybody, I'm really big on tradition. Uh, one of the things we do in the tribe, which I'm going to do out there if people are around in the evenings for the wrecking yard, is we tell the tribe's history. And the way we do it is we, if you, any of your people who are watching or have watched uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, when the kids are telling the story and they've got the little project, the, the, the uh, bar with the little window on it, and they're talking about the past and the skyfall and all that, that's how we tell our tribe story in tribe every night at dinner so we can keep the stories from the beginning as we go through our time. So like right now, Wasteland is going to be a story in the trip there and back. It's how it goes. QuestCon in the first year of Wrecking Yard will get its stories 
and that will get put into the tribe. So there's a tribe lore and a tribe history. So hopefully if, if the Questcom powers that be love us enough and have us come back, this will be something that keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year. And then we can get to a point where we can have the city let us do a war party, you know, parade around the city and get people excited and, or terrified, whichever, you know, you want. It, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't want them terrified. We want them to get really excited to come. <laughs> well, there's a fine line there. We could do a little of both, so, you know. Oh, the, the, the mixed emotion of, I don't know if I want to run towards it or run away. You know, it's whatever. That's why you always keep the people that run towards it. You just grab them and keep them. You're a member of the party now. Isn't that how so many post-apocalyptic movies are? It's like, you're mine now. If you're not dead, you're with us. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this is shaping up to be something, I mean, just absolutely epic. Just another epic part of QuestCon. And something I don't think anybody, I mean, everybody here is really excited about. And I've been waiting to hear more information about Wrecking Yard, and I'm very happy that we've had this conversation. Because I'm like, I've been sitting here going, what's Wrecking Yard? What's Wrecking Yard? And I know people out there have been going, what's Wrecking Yard? What's Wrecking Yard? And we, we were trying to keep it a little bit of a secret. We were still adding some stuff. And we had a couple of events that I really wanted to go to because I wanted to talk to some people about getting them out to the Wrecking Yard to make it a little bit more epic so you'll get to meet some of the people from you know some of the the wastelanders and the atomic falls guys and gals out there at the wrecking yard and i'm hoping i can get them to bring their vehicles and some of these vehicles you see in our pictures that we've posted you'll get a chance to walk around the vehicles and take a look at those plus get to see some of the costume and the garb and and that sort of stuff that the the wasteland wastelander community puts together is amazing it's just some of the some of the outfits will blow your mind. Wow. Speaking of outfits, Lauren, how is this going to fit in with the cosplay for the rest of the convention? Um, well, I mean, steampunk and post-apocalypticness kind of go hand in hand. There's many uh I mean, steampunk is a genre, but there's many different angles that you can take it and like me personally I've kind of been pushing myself towards the more armored and post-apocalyptic version so I mean I mean if you have any extra costumes that you just have laying around I mean I'll totally wear them but yeah it's definitely you know there's the Victorian and the pretty era of it but I definitely I have an affinity for the the grunge and the dirt and the armor so in fact we we affectionately call that post-apocapunk. <laughs> so speaking of which, since we've already got the steampunk, are we going to get like a, a war pixie? Um, I mean, I don't really tell everyone that I'm working on crazy, super awesome secret stuff that's not in the closet behind me. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's it's big and, and, and leather and armor and scary and awesome and wings don't forget the wings and wings and wings. well they're big so that's kind of included okay <laughs> all right that it's just it's it's gonna be really exciting and to the fun part about this is i get to go everywhere with my camera i'm gonna go out there and film everything and that's it. And that's the other cool where they're setting us up in the park next to the convention center. Our backdrop is the shipyards there. Which so we've got this really awesome you know, industrial kind of background. 
to what we're what we're building. We're going to try and have kind of a sea theme going on with the apocalypse, kind of that, that we are in a port city using those facilities. I'm just and there's usually like a battleship back there half the time anyway, so. Yeah. Well, it's a little modern, but by the time they finally get those finished, they'll be post-apoc anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, this might be a couple of years down the road, and your wife is going to kill me for this, but I just want to say, the park is right on the water. And you've already built a long, big uh, airship. There are, pl- I, I, I will neither confirm nor deny that post-apocalyptic swamp runners might be being designed um, as well as some, some Waterworld style style boats. One of the ones I really want to do just because it's stupid and funny is I want to get somebody's broken down jet ski and make it all look all evil and stuff. But when it looks like you're going to get on, get ready to start it, you pull out a paddle and start rowing. Because <laughs> <laughs> so. that's a nice thing with the tummy. With the Atomic Falls in Arkansas, there's a big, huge river that runs through the middle of camp so you can bring boats which we found out this year and i'm like oh wait a minute we can have watercraft <laughs> <laughs> so now uh mad dog has joked she wants to film a video of you know in moana when they're doing we know where we are and you see the epic deal with the boats coming across the water to the to that song she wants to film that song except with epic like airboats full of nothing but post-apocalyptic New Orleaners and, you know, Louisianans bouncing through the swamp <laughs> over the apocalypse. <laughs> All right. Did you have any questions? Because I know I've been kind of stealing the show here, Lauren. Did you have any questions about the wrecking yard that we haven't covered yet? Um, not in particular. Not stuff that I don't already know that I can't already talk about. So. All right. Is anybody out? Is anybody out there? How? Because you're doing all the questions. Because I can't see them typing in. So, well, I'm trying to keep up with the questions here, and I'm, I'm not getting all the comments, which is annoying me. I need to get a chat room set up. I need to do a, a set up a, a chat room for this. And I just, why aren't I not getting all the comments? Let's see. Try to do this one more time before we wrap. If I can see, maybe if I pop out the video. What if I pop out the video? Seeing all the comments, which is annoying me. Sound off. All right. Not that button. Not yeah. Oh, we should shut it down. Oh no. You now have five minutes to reach maximum safe distance. <laughs> has been initiated. Okay, none of those in the park. We don't want to scare people. I actually, do have. I do. I'm not going to tell you what I have. I'm just going to bring it. Oh God! Oh, um, will the you know will the uh, public be able to bring cameras? Yes, please. All right. So Drew, uh, cameras definitely come and film it. Uh, Lauren, uh, Kyle Clement says uh, steampunk post-apoc pink caddy. Way to go, Kyle! Leave, leave, leave that to you. <laughs> no pink. No pink. Hey, pink is the new black. See, gamer gr- gamer girls loved uh, lo- the uh, lawnmowers. Dude, those were cool. Those were really. I'm. I'm. I might have to hunt down an old broke down riding lawnmower to soup up before this. Um, they were. They were actually really kind of epic. <laughs> and a jet ski. 
I see uh, Megan McDavis says, uh, what's up, Cap? What's up, guys? Uh, Heather says, hi, Captain. <laughs> oh, you're going to love this, Lauren. Uh, Chris Twelman post, uh, uh, mentioned, uh, ah, the sausage booth, please, next to his booth. <laughs> Are you familiar with who Chris Twelman is, Cedric? No, I'm not. Chris Twelman is uh, one of our guests that's coming in for, for uh, QuestCon. He is actually looks pretty much exactly like... Um, oh, my God. Abraham Ford. Thank you. Abraham from The Walking from Dead. From The Walking Dead. Like, Tell him to dress up. We'll put him to work. <laughs> All right, Chris, if you're still watching, uh, Cedric's going to put you to work as long as you dress up. Carcass. Uh, and I think that's pretty much it here. Atomic Falls was amazing. That's J uh, Jason Prolsnick. Uh, he says hello, by the way. Hello, hello. Yeah, it's, Atomic Falls was actually really, really epic. Uh, got to talk to, got to tell a lot of people about about QuestCon out there. I got them really excited. Um, it was held in uh, Dogpatch, Arkansas, at the old abandoned Dogpatch amusement park, uh, which was epically cool. Um, so we had a lot of fun out there. Plus, every building out there is bloody haunted. And being a paranormal investigator, we're going to be going back to do some ghost hunting out there as well. Is if you if you're gonna come out to, to Jacksonville, I've got a house here that keeps stealing clothing. So if you could help us recover all this clothing that keeps disappearing, that'd be great. Yeah, we can roll in with our equipment. I mean, we're here to believe you. Well, hey, I'm going crazy here because this thing's this this thing swallows everything: clothing, keys. I mean, you name it, it takes it. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, Kyle Clement says, Cedric, I'm trying to recruit some Biloxi uh, Wastelanders to come. Please do. I would love to love to have them. We have, like I said, we can have a calling of the tribes where all the different tribes come together around maybe like a little fire pit or whatever and call where they're from and what's going on in their part of the world as well as what we're doing on the little radio show with the whole three dog and, and the Wasteland stuff, so... All right, I'll have to see if I can figure out a way to, to, to hack into that to stream some of it live. Uh, I will put you, I'll, I'll you get in contact with Mr. Fox because that's like a techno weenie level above mine. I don't roll that high of a, a natural 20 on that kind of techno weenie stuff. So. All right. All right, well, I think unless there's something from, from that we are missing from the Wrecking Yard, because we've talked about, you know, where, where your background comes from. We've talked about, you know, kind of how this came about and what it's going to be. And kind of give us a little bit of a, a visual as to what we can look forward to. And a whole lot of interesting ideas. And that's the big deal. Is we want to we put the bug in people's heads of, how fun it is to do the post-apocalyptic stuff, and you don't have to break the bank to do it. So, tear his shirt, dirty up, and go. Right? Yep. What would you? What would? And the big deal with the, you know, in the steampunk world, we used to tell people, "What would your job be in that world?" In the apocalyptic world, what I tell people is, "What would your per who you are do? What would you wear if the apocalypse happened?" Okay, and then figure out, okay, is it? post-apocalyptic by a week, a year, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, on what kind of gear you've got and how dirty and how messed up and what you're able to get your hands on 
and what kind of stuff you're able to cobble together um, to make work. Go back and look at what you got with Fallout and that sort of stuff with the video games and those ideas of cobbling stuff together that you would go find in your yard or you find on the side of the road. And a lot of that, when we do some of our panels at, at, at QuestCon, uh, we'll be talking about doing build, like post-apocalyptic builds like that. All right, and all right. QuestCon is October 20th to the 22nd in Mobile, Alabama of this year. Uh, Quest-con.com to get tickets. I'm just answering some questions from the chat. All right, and I think I saw one more question here. Oh, Chad want to know, what do you ghost hunt and what all do you do? Our paranormal team, which is New Orleans Paranormal Explorers, if you put the first letters together, it spells nope. Um, so we're the <laughs> New Orleans nope team. Um, if it's haunted, we'll investigate it. Uh, my wife and I do uh, the ghost tours with Black Rose Tours here in New Orleans. Uh, almost every every night we take people on tours of some of the more haunted areas here in the city, in the, in the French Quarter. But we've done investigations at Sloss Furnace. We've done investigations all through Texas. And we're doing more and more investigations here in Louisiana, especially now that we've gotten the new team set up. All right. All right. I'll well, tell you one of those. That sounds fun. That's no, a blast. We'll have to get around. One of the evenings at QuestCon, we'll have to sit down and talk about some of the stuff you've done. One of the things we could, we could, we could, might even do is if you if the powers that be, Lauren, then want to set us up for, we'll bring in the note team for a note panel. We'll bring some of our evidence and stuff that we've, we've gotten and talk about doing paranormal investigations in the city. Well, we have them in the chat and they're listening in. So I'm pretty sure they'll be talking to you. Shh, don't say, don't tell Chad I called him that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are about 50 minutes here and I think we got a pretty good idea what's going on. Uh, if you have any questions, please feel free to keep on messaging us at uh, through our Facebook page and everything like that. We'll answer everything that we can. So let me do the rundown. For everybody, as a reminder, I believe Chad says done about that. I think you're going to have a panel now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's like I like you guys or something. <laughs> <laughs> the Wrecking Yard. Post-apocalyptic world open to the public. It's going to be absolutely amazing. It's attached to QuestCon. It is a calling of the tribes. And this is a, a call out to all the tribes out there. Come to Mobile. You know, find out what's going on. Uh, Cedric, is there a good way for the tribes to get a hold of you? Uh, you can hit us at info at airshipisabella.com. Uh, you can do a Google search for Airship Isabella and like the first bloody, I don't know how many pages that pop up or, or us, but we're on Facebook. Um, again, through QuestCon, all the upper, all the, the awesome people that are the infrastructure know how to get in touch with us if you if you miss it during this, this, this podcast. Um, but usually on Facebook is the best way to shoot me a message. Uh, that way it's not only myself that sees it, but Amelia sees it. Because uh, we get really busy really quick. We've got some really big builds. Plus, we've got big builds for the wrecking yard we're getting ready to start doing. So there'll be a lot of power tools and sitting in the outside. So, yeah, the best way for people to get in touch with is usually through Facebook. All right. So, quest-con.com. Tickets are on sale now. Don't forget to like, share, follow, subscribe, all the other fun stuff to keep apprised of what's going on at QuestCon. Uh, 
we look forward to seeing you there. Yeah. Can't wait to see everybody there come out, bring your tribes, and uh, come up and say hi to the war chief. I'd love to meet everybody. All right. Everybody, thank you for watching, and uh, have a good evening. Bye. Bye. You can find out more at quest-con.com. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and follow.